Hey there, McPherson here from It Begins to Move. This is the third in a series of four episodes on befriending yourself. And so today I'll continue talking about friendliness and the very important role that it serves in healing, feeling calm and regulated. In the first episode on friendly regard, I discussed how the word friend is in part based on the word regard, which means to take notice of. So a true friend actively takes notice of your needs, wants, and preferences to learn about the unique things that make you you because you're probably different than they are in some way. And then in the previous episode, I discussed how important it is for people with different needs and perspectives to make enough space for each other's differing needs, different perspectives with curiosity, respect, and engagement and without dominating or acquiescing. So to be able to do that is an enormous feat because our culture, most of our Western culture in particular, does not operate that way. Holding your own and someone else's differing needs at the same time without abandoning your own needs and without making the other person abandon theirs, it's like an impossibility. In our culture, doing that is like making gold from straw, like a myth that you hope can be true, but know that it's actually impossible. Behaving and treating other people this way is not modeled by others around us. It's not widely written about or displayed in mainstream media. So how can we learn to treat other people with this kind of affirming respect or know that we can actually expect it from others in return if this isn't demonstrated to us. How do you know that you can order an item at a restaurant that's not on the menu unless someone directly taught you that you can break the social rules of only being able to order what's on the menu and showed you how to order off menu? We behave the way that we're taught to behave until we're taught another way. So if lots of other people were unfriendly towards you, you likely learned to be unfriendly towards yourself. And if your perspectives, opinions, needs, and preferences were denied or shamed or ignored or put down, then you likely learned how to do the same to others who had opinions and needs that competed with yours. You also likely learned how to talk to yourself and your own emotions in that same way. And you probably learned to expect and accept when other people did the same to you. But here's the thing, pain needs to be seen. It needs to be affirmed. It needs to be befriended. It has been demonstrated that an empathic listener, an empathic receiver of your experience and pain can make something that's unbearable a little less unbearable. Pain needs both to be seen and it needs enough space to exist. And when you're struggling or experiencing emotional pain, the most helpful thing is a true friend. Someone who can notice and witness your experience and also makes space for all your feelings, just as they are. Even if your feelings or your perspective is different from theirs, because a friend doesn't need to believe the same things that you believe in order to provide affirmative, respectful, curious, and empathic space in which to hold your tender experience. Because exerting a friendly regard is about another person's perspective, 
And interestingly, it's one of the four parts of empathy according to Brene Brown. One, taking another person's perspective, or in some of the language that I've been using in the past few episodes, taking notice of someone else's experience. Two, staying out of judgment, or in some of the language that I've been using, creating space for someone else's feelings, perspectives, needs, and wants, or not dominating somebody else by insisting that your way of seeing things is the only way. Three, recognizing the emotion that's occurring in somebody else and checking to see if you've ever experienced that emotion yourself and you actually know what it's like to feel it. And then four, communicating that you know what that emotion is like, that you can and do notice why they'd feel the way that they do, and that you give them friendly space in which to feel their tough and complex feelings. Pain needs empathy. Pain is vulnerable. As a person with a history in language and linguistics, the definitions and roots of words are so interesting to me. And according to etymologyonline.com, the word vulnerable comes from the root welle or velle, W-E-L-E, which means strike or wound. So vulnerable means strike a bull, wound a bull, or able to be wounded or hurt, not protected. And when you're vulnerable, you are hurt, hurting, exposed, tender, not protected. And this is the exact moment that you're also open to being hurt again. Empathy comes from the the roots en and pathos, meaning in feeling. And that hurt needs empathic friendliness. It needs to be seen, it needs to be held, and it needs to be understood. You need someone to be there with you, accompanying you while you're in that state of vulnerable feeling, in the feeling. Being invalidated, denied, shamed, ignored, or put down is the absolute worst, worst, most harmful thing for vulnerable pain. It's just like in the previous episode on making friendly space. If it feels okay, you might imagine what it would be like to offer your own tender and sweetheart friendly empathy when you're feeling a big uncomfortable feeling. Imagine what it would be like for the parts of you that are experiencing hurt or anger, sadness or disappointment or fear not to be pushed down or shunned or hurried up. What would it be like for those parts of yourself, the actual emotions that you're experiencing to be noticed, to be given space, acknowledged and validated? What would that experience be like? You can pause this and really feel into it if that would be helpful. In the next episode, I'll talk more about what modern neuroscience has demonstrated happens in your brain and body when emotionally painful experiences are given exactly Take care, kind soul.